0: And welcome back to The Bill Bennett Show. We sure try to have thoughtful conversation about the news of the day and address the existential threats to America, and they are there internally and externally. Today is our monthly special Scholars and Sense edition of the show. Joining me today, Conrad Black, an author, columnist, and media contributor, and Victor Davis Hanson, senior fellow at the Hoover Institute. His focus as a professor is classics and military history.
1: Well, we're almost into the election year. We can vote. (laughs) 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 And if, if the candidates are able to stand. This
0: Colorado thing is crazy. Man, you know, man, they do man. these things thinking
2: they're going to hurt hold, him, and they're not. Hold on. Like,
0: hold on. Hold on. OK. Yeah, go right, ahead. Uh, yo. You know, this Colorado,
2: you know, Supreme Court, you know, getting Trump off. They they do these things thinking they're going to hurt them. And the only thing they do is they he gains in popularity. They the people who may have been on the fence decides, you know what? We're not standing for this kind of thing. He's a, he's my guy now. Just saw another story that is growing among the black vote. But. You know, you people on CNN and MCBC they don't want to talk about that. He's I'm i am convinced now more than ever, whether he's in prison, whether he's in court, he's going to win the presidency because they 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 keep him in the spotlight. Yeah, President well, Trump's the underdog. they're not the
1: Trump that people hate isn't the Trump that's there now. Now he's an underdog fighting for his life and people identify with that.
0: So I, uh, you know, the, the election of uh, of 2020, I. You know, I was asked like one or two nights afterwards. that I think it was stolen. I said, "Yeah, I, I do." And I, folks, jumped on me uh, on Fox. And I, you know, I still said, "I, you know, I, I just, I just don't like the feel of this thing. This doesn't sound right. There are some mathematical improbabilities." Anyway, uh, you know what? What will the Democrats do to, to uh, you know, stop him? And then I've been saying, "Oh, for the last few months, the Democrats are better at this game than we are." You know, they'll uh, they'll they'll get out and they'll harvest votes and do all sorts of things. And then, holy smokes, never occurred to me they'd do this. Which is to say, you can't be on the ballot in Colorado. Now, I assume this thing gets just wiped off, wiped out with the sweep of the Supreme Court. But you you talk about brass. Hootsbo, whatever. I mean, they will do whatever it takes to stop Donald Trump in their own way. Well, the only way they that- may <laughs> backfire, but, but 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 you know, is there is there nothing they they will stop at? Please, well, I don't think they'll try to assassinate him,
1: and that's I think that's the only way to stop. him. But I, I admit I've been saying all along that I thought he'd be reelected, and I, I've, I've been a minority in this group. But yes, sure you has. But but I and look, I know his uh, negatives, uh, uh, and you know we all wish that he'd play it differently. I mean, this business about poisoning the blood of the country. I mean, it's I know what he means, and he's onto a good issue. But it's, it's that old New Yorker heading of things that could be better said, you know. But. Yeah. Um, it's but, like Enoch Powell in the rivers of blood from the Aeneid that, speech that's right that's right uh, and 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 uh, and then the numbers were comparatively small and from commonwealth countries only but um uh, it, but, but with all that said i it, It's what we were saying with Claude at the start. I mean, it just seems to me that the Trump people are assessing now are one, a guy who was actually a good president, which they now appreciate after the three years they've had with his opponent, and 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 two, a guy who isn't the obnoxious character always issuing ridiculous uh, emails and and uh, tweets that have to be walked back, and they can identify with a guy that where everyone's piling on to him, and uh, you know, even people like. Jonathan Turley and Alan Dershowitz, who don't vote for him, but are legal experts saying these indictments, most of them are nonsense. And I I think the people it's it is, as Claude said, becoming a referendum on which do you dislike more, Trump or this corruption of the system trying to stop Trump? And I think I think he will win that referendum.
2: Yeah, I I think you're right. Uh, The 14th Amendment, Section three is an ossified idea. There was no insurrection. You don't have an insurrection when nobody has arms, and the head head insurrectionist says, assemble peacefully in, in your protest. That just doesn't happen. We had Matthew. Remember Matthew Rosenberg that got caught saying, the New York Times Pulitzer surprise reporter, that there were an FBI in performance all over. We had the Capitol Police saying that they asked for security. It was denied. We had all of these deaths uh, that were exaggerated. Eight, nine people killed. Uh, Officer Sicknick murdered. All of these uh, narratives were false. Then we, you know, it, it. We this president was the first president to be impeached twice. He was the first president to be tried as a private citizen in the Senate. He was the first president to have his home raided on a matter that's usually adjudicated civilly or bureaucratically. And now he's the first president to have his name removed from the ballot and the first Ex-president and first leading candidate. And it almost, you almost ask yourself, is Barbara Boxer in 2004 and 30 plus House members, were they insurrectionists for trying to stop the Ohio balloting in 2016? Were all of those Hollywood celebrities that were rounded up by the DNC that tried to persuade electors not to honor the popular vote in their state? Were they insurrectionists? Was, Gosh, was Chuck Schumer in 2020, the minority leader of the Senate, got out in front of that Supreme Court, called out Supreme Court Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh by name and said, you sowed the wind, you're going to reap the whirlwind, you won't know what hit you. Or maybe Kamala Harris. I mean, should we take her off the ballot? Because right after they tried to storm the White House grounds in that 120 days of writing, she got on television, I think with CNN, and said- These, this is not going to stop. Nor should it stop. It's going to continue. It's going to continue all the way to the election and beyond. And get you—that was a pretty insurrectionary thing. And you, you take her off the ballot. There was thirty-five people killed during that cycle of violence, and fifteen hundred police officers injured, two billion dollars in damage. So they're they're creating these precedents that they never think are going to boomerang, and it's all predicated on the idea that the conservative Republican side. Doesn't plays by the Marcus of Queensbury rules and would never do that, because if they were to do that, we would get in a downward spiral and destroy the country of tit for tat. So they keep doing it like an adolescent that thinks their parents won't react in kind. And at some point, how do you get their attention to say, stop it? And that's, uh, I think, the only way you do is to win the House and the Senate and the White House and then this time make some radical quick changes.
0: Historically, the insurrectionist thing was a response to the armed confederacy, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a statu-
2: Yeah, yeah statute just says that anybody who, as I recall, it says anybody who joined the confederacy or the insurrection who had a prior federal office, cannot uh, after 1865 hold a federal office again unless uh, he is exonerated or, or exempted by two-thirds of the board of the yeah. Senate Mr.
1: Lincoln did describe the Civil War throughout as an insurrection yeah but but, but uh um, it, it, it what do you guys think of this move of the Supreme courts to hear you know this attempt by Smith the special prosecutor to 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 jump the two basically two of the indictments up to the Supreme Court now uh, i mean there, as I understand it there I think there were fifteen judges who said they were all right, but one who said that one of them was not, so that gave mm-hmm. the Supreme Court the right to uh, to intervene. But if you listen to Turley and Dershowitz and people like this, I do not claim to be competent to judge the merits of the case. I I mean, I think the charges are nonsense, but that's another thing. Um, The the, the Supremes might pitch two of these things, more than half the indictments, more than half the counts, that is, um, you know, relatively soon. And if Trump starts actually finally to win some serious judgments in the courts, it's going to be terribly demoralizing to his enemies. I mean, not only will they play dirty, they will have been caught doing it and and criticized for doing it by the highest
2: court. Everybody had said that Smith, because he had more experience and was a federal prosecutor in a federal court, was a serious threat to, to Trump and that Latita James and Alvin Bragg and Fannie Willis. Were more politicized because they had run political campaigns in which they promised to get Trump. And therefore, it would be easy to miss. But Smith, he was the professional and he was the federal prosecutor, special prosecutor. And he was above any reproach, even though he had a lot of indications he was a rank partisan and had not been very effective. And really had hounded Governor McDonald in Virginia, so for if he mm-hmm. if he fails, I think it's going to send a signal to the country that Donald Trump is over the worst of it
0: but how many um, how many trump related things are on their way to the Supreme Court? And the reason I ask that is as you guys know, institutionally, the court you know doesn't like to intervene you know that, that you, know, yeah. you guys settle it. This is what made me angry after 2020, when I thought it was a blatant violation of the Constitution in Pennsylvania. Do you remember that uh, the judges were deciding, you know, how to, how to pick the electors uh, rather than the legislature? Do I have that right? I think I did. Yeah, I, mean,
2: I don't think. Yeah, they they don't like to intervene except when a lower court does intervene and tries to be activist. And then the Supreme Court, I think, has a history of correcting that so these judges in colorado were activist judges they didn't have to do this
0: uh, they, just, they knew what they were i know to. but but i mean there are now like two or three appeals to yeah. be trump right yeah that just just makes me a little nervous because they
1: but bill may i offer this i th- my impression historical view is that the courts will not overturn the apparent result of an election but uh, And we certainly saw that in 2020. There were 19 lawsuits on the constitutionality of the uh, changes to voting and vote counting rules, and they did not yeah. hear any mm-hmm. of them at any level of the judiciary on their merits. Wisconsin was a terrible shift, you know, yeah. flimflat thing. And I we went to a, a part Pennsylvania study. too. Pennsylvania. But, but the courts are not averse to acting ahead of elections to correct things that they think are, are likely to be unfair in my opinion i mean i, I there is some precedent for that and uh, they they don't want to try and set themselves up as changing the apparent will of the country and, and trying to alter that but they are prepared to define the law prior to the election so yeah I, mean, I think you know i i think the the persecutors right. of trump do have a problem here huh?
2: this battle is classic in the sense that the Republican conservatives feel that on all the issues, as reflected on polls on the border, or crime, inflation, foreign policy, energy, and with Donald, with Joe Biden's thirty three to thirty four percent approval rating, that they have the majority of people on their side. The left grants or concedes that, but they feel that a they have the money on their side because of the new globalized wealth and media and tech and Etc. And they have the institutions, the corporations, the K through 12, the academic world, entertainment, popular culture, all sorts of media. And they feel that even though they have a minority or they have a nonpopular agenda, they can force it down the throats of America by using the courts or changing ballot laws or extra legal uh efforts and money. And the, so far, we haven't figured out a way to stop that. Except they,
1: thanks to Trump, it, the, the, he has the court. I mean, I don't mean literally, but the court we, I, we think the highest court is probably no. a fair court.
2: Yeah, I'd probably, but I, we don't. I, we don't have. We don't have an ability. No, if you take men competing in women's sports or late-term abortions, just to take two examples, not you know nine-week ban, but just late-term abortions. Or banning fossil fuels or net zero. What All of these controversial issues do not have public support. And yet they keep making gains because they have this institutional control and they have money and they have these narratives. And we don't have a, a mechanism to marshal. Once in a while we do with Bud Light or Target or Disney, but... I guess it's because the Republicans play by the markets of Queensbury rules or they're too busy with the religion and community and their private lives or careers. But these yeah, people they don't get like, up and yeah. The, yeah, they they breathe twenty-four-seven, three hundred and sixty degrees. They get up in the morning mm-hmm. and say, I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy somebody politically and they go to bed at night and said I didn't do yeah. enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, you no, know, that's right. And Republicans wake up and wanna Go to church and go to work and be with their yeah, families, absolutely. read stories. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to go to the another part of what Conrad said, "Fair enough, Conrad. Uh, you know, if uh, Trump wins in some of these cases, it'll show the prosecution to be, uh, you know, irresponsible. Or at least that'll be the read. But you've got a lot of prosecutions going uh, again. in my in my same worry, supposing supposing He is found guilty." uh on, on on one of these major charges um well it goes to appealing one. You know, yeah, I, I i understand but i mean you're not going to have the same judgment You're not going to have the same reaction it seems to me you're going to have a different reaction I, it's hard to predict i mean
1: i i even i and i've been you know it was you know, relatively uh optimistic about his chances although like goodness knows uh, you wonder at times but um I, I've been surprised that he's done as well as he has. I thought the Democratic tactic, contemptible and outrageous though it is, and very accurately described by Victor, um, would be more successful. But you know, the fact is, his his polling numbers not only within his party but in the in the country. Are very very strong. Now, I haven't seen any polls of him against an alternative to Biden. You know, as you know, I've said all along that, or not for quite a while, I should say, that I, I just could not see the Democrats renominating this. And I, 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 I less than ever, I, uh,
2: know. No, I think, I don't think they are going to. I think they're going to. I think it might be too late to put people on the ballot in all the states. But if he is nominated, they'll have some engineering feat at the convention. Like the way they got rid of Henry Wallace in 1944.
1: They'll get rid well, of him. Well, yeah, but that, and that Kamala, that, that, too. Roosevelt had enormous authority. He just kicked it yeah.
2: out. Yeah. But I think these right. people will, they'll tell Joe he that he's, Joe will lose against Donald Trump. But when okay. you look at all the polls, it's not clear that Donald Trump can be, beat a generic Democratic candidate. But well, he probably can, but the polls don't suggest that.
0: If they throw, um... Uh, Biden out, will they throw Kamala out with him?
2: That's the problem because yeah, the only way they can so. do the, the only way they can do it in a way that's palatable to the DEI interest is to have an open primary and have him not run or mm-hmm. do a J, Lyndon Johnson in March and says you know what I've decided I'm not going to run. Have an open primary, which I think she would lose. Uh, to Newsom or Gretchen Whitmer or Josh Shapiro or somebody, but
1: but LBJ was in favor of Humphrey and the party liked Humphrey and the country. Yeah, was. yes, and he almost won. I mean, despite yeah. all the problems, he almost won. Uh, yeah. uh, but but Johnson and Humphrey were, were much
0: more substantial figures than Biden and Harris.
2: Yeah, well, they are. Well,
0: I think back back then. Let me just confess. Then <laughs> back then, I think Conrad, you were right. I was wrong. I said I didn't think Trump could win. But I'll, I'll say I'll say this. In, in addition, I do think he can win asterisk if it's a fair election. If it's a fair election, and I'm not convinced it will be.
1: No, I don't think any of it is. But Victor, let me. Um, now, and, and, and perhaps I'm violating guidelines here, but my impression from a conversation I had with him some while ago was that that was the only issue that really concerned him, that somehow they'd cheat him out of the election right up in the run-up to, I mean, in the last days to the election. Well, now
0: they're trying a little earlier than the last days.
2: I think the problem is now, though, the damage has been done. By by that I mean, yes, they will. There's going to be local registrars that are lax, and there's going to be ballot drop boxes. And Mark Zuckerberg is going to give another four hundred million and absorb the work of registrars with his own. Employee. All that's going to happen. But the critical issue was before COVID, thirty percent of people in most states voted by mail or early balloting, and after COVID, first election, it was seventy percent. And many states, California was higher and the error rate dropped by a magnitude of 10. So 5% of the ballots when there was 30% mail in were rejected. And when there were 70, it was 0.3 or 4. You swarm the, the registrars and then they reject fewer and fewer And I don't know how you stop that, because that's codified now and institutionalized. But
1: were there allegations of, of, you know, skilduggery in the midterms? I I had thought there were not. And, for example, in Georgia, with all the controversy over their changes to the voting laws, and they took away the all-star game and all that
2: nonsense.
1: uh, As far as I know, they, you know, there was no complaint about the voting result.
2: Because it's legal now. You can, in many states, uh, if you're... Name is not matched by the registrar's name or you have an incomplete name or you forget to sign it. You can cure the ballot. They call you up and you come in. We had an election here in my congressional district where the Republican candidate was going to lose and he was tutored during the campaign and ballot curing. And they called up, I think, 6,000 voters and said, your ballots have been invalidated. Come back and cure them. And they did. Well, well if the they,
1: Republicans do it, then then the, the, where's the advantage to yeah. the Democrats?
2: Well, he was he was the rare bird that did that, David Valadeo. He was very yeah. good at it. He but learned, the learned American, and, he, and the only reason he learned because was he, he he what lost was wrong
0: with six thousand ballots.
2: There were things like the address was wrong. The ballot, really? okay. the person wasn't registered in same day registration. The signature was incomplete or non-existent. The name was duplicate. All right. And
0: best thing I've heard about California in a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm saying that uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is the Republicans are as a general yeah. are not as adept, slow to the with game, mail with mail-in ballots. They just slow don't. The under, game. They don't. No, they don't understand no, no. it. Right in the way that the Democrats and that's really helped them. And if you get yeah. back to same day anywhere you have same day voting with IDs Republicans tend to win. Is
1: there any chance in the opinion of either of you that the president will be persuaded to announce his withdrawal over the New Year, you know, the Christmas New Year holiday in the next few weeks because I think that would enable him to primary Harris out. But that's the last train leaving that station, isn't it? If he's still officially in the race at the end of January, they're they're going to have to try it all at the convention, as Victor says. Is that right?
2: No. I don't think he's in control of his destiny. I think that decision is made by Jill Biden and Obama, and, and the Obamas and Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, maybe with some input, and they'll decide. They'll look at the polls and then they'll. Probably try to persuade Jill Biden, who will say no, and he will probably say no, and they'll probably, and they'll work it out. I doubt that that's going to happen. But the thing is, he's one serious COVID bout or one fall away from Woodrow Wilson incapacity. He's, He's failing. I mean, we keep saying that. But I went back and looked at some of the things he was saying in the campaign of 2019. He's a completely different person. He was bad then. But my gosh, when you look at him debate Julian Castro and reply to Cory Booker and you look at him now, it doesn't even look like the same person. This is true. And it's he's he's I mean, he looks like Roosevelt around March 1945.
1: He But but Roosevelt was still coherent and could still give a speech.
2: Yes. Yeah. But I mean, he's (coughs) People said that when they looked at him, he's going to be dead halfway into his first year, and they were right. Yeah, and and I don't think Biden is going to be able to do it. I think they know it; they just don't know how to to handle it uh, with Kamala Harris.
1: Yeah, when Roosevelt was in that condition, he was also the only person they had who could win.
0: So you know, they had to go with him.
2: That's a big difference. That's a big.
0: Difference. OK, let's uh, let's talk about issues for just a few minutes. Um, the border. Uh, what can what can one say? I mean, it, it just it's not the, what Shakespeare says. It's not the worst. As long as we can say it's There's the no, worst.
2: There yeah. is. I, I, it's so funny to watch mallorcas or Corinne Jean-Pierre, who just it's, it's the border is secure. The border is secure. And you see these pictures of eight, you know, 12,000, 15,000 a day. Almost there's 17
1: a, yesterday. There's Men. an artic, article Men. today.
2: And I think it was an AP or Google News that 60 percent of the people who have come across are immediately 100 percent on state subsidies. And when you look at eight million, if it's a thousand dollars a month, you're getting up 12 months a year. You're getting up to 100. 200 billion dollars, depending on how much it's going yep. to cost. Yeah. 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 And then the constituents. And the question is, why are they doing it? You know, they know. Is it just as is it just as simple as we have lax voting laws? We're, they're going to come in and, and we're, we're going to find a way for them all to vote or they're going to have children. And it's a long way. Is it just that, that they want this constituency and demographic changes or they want more people? Dependent on the government and higher taxes of the people they hate. What do you think the rationale behind it is? If you got them in a room and says, I won't repeat what you say, but why are you destroying the border? And why do you want 8 million people to come in without any audit or background check from some of the poorest and most violent torn countries in the world? What not it
1: Democratic votes? I mean, that's the Bill Bennett theory. And he's probably right, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, I think both. And I mean, I think they'd like the expansive state,
2: more dependence and more votes. Well, you know, the, if, is, is it a DI question? Do you think if all of a sudden we were being swarmed by people from the former Yugoslavia or refugees from white South Africa, would they object if they were coming in illegally or from Poland or from Eastern Europe? Hungarians of, of like the 1956 stripe or Cubans coming in that were anti-communist, would they close the border? I have a feeling they'd close the border.
0: Yeah, uh, they don't have to worry I, about that, though. You uh, I think you'd that. get different
1: supporters. And I think then you'd get a lot of Republicans saying, well, you know, these people really are authentic
0: fugitives, and they're probably the kind of people we want here. Do yeah, you guys have any help to legislation, supposedly major legislation? No, not until
2: it's for Ukraine. Not until they take control. Of the uh, Victor,
1: you have them on your property. Uh, yes. So you is our great authority on this. <laughs> Do you agree with Trump that that the real numbers are fifteen or sixteen million, and not oh, eight or ten million?
2: Uh, oh, I think Yale University. Well, how long ago was it? it? Was twenty million about five years ago? They had a study. I think mm. it's. I, we know there's fifty. 52 million people in the United States that were not born here. It's the highest number in terms of actual numbers and percentage. That's over 13 percent of the population. California's 27 percent of the population was not born in California, of of all different statuses: green card, legal, illegal. But I think it's vastly. Uh, I don't think people who live out when, two miles from here, if I go into A major food store, I would say 50 percent of the people do not speak English and they do not they don't look like uh, Mexican-American, second or third generation Americans. They dress different. Their Spanish sounds different uh, and they're mostly indigenous people. They're not mostly indigenous from and they're not from as in the past from. North of Mexico City. They're mm-hmm. from Chiapas. They're from Michoacan. Yeah, they're yeah. from Oaxaca.
1: But in the Mexico is an Indian country. I mean, speaks yeah,
2: yeah. Well, mm-hmm. south of Mexico, but, and they're sure. subject to a great deal of prejudice from second or third. What's driving this Latino mm-hmm. vote? uh, is two things that might go to half and half for Trump. One is uh, a dislike of Southern Mexicans who are indigenous by second and third generation Mexican Americans who were from the Northern parts Mm -hmm. of Mexico. The second is absolute furor that 50% now of the last six months are people from Africa and Asia. And that, before, you could always talk to a person who was a Mexican-American liberal, and he'd say, well, you know, that's how I came. And they were supportive of it. But now when you frame illegal immigration from people coming from Somalia or people coming from China, uh, that that's that just outrages them. Yeah, it's, right. it's like we had a monopoly on this, and now these people have intruded into the one issue that was ours. I right, Clarification, if you will. You said not till control of Congress. Do
0: you have to have control of the White House, too, before you get this border problem fixed? Yeah, you have have to have
2: it all. And then then it's even more than that, because Donald Trump in 2000, as you remember, in 2017, for that brief window of two years, he had that House, Senate, but he had renegade. You know, I had people like John McCain and Mitt Romney. Uh, he had uh, people within the DOD that didn't were against him and would Homeland Security, Kelly Mattis. They had the courts. You it, to do it and to deport. Pe- the only thing that's going to stop people from coming is not just the wall. You have to deport people to reachieve deterrence. Once you deport somebody, then that message gets goes out. Don't go there. or you are going to be deported? But to do that, you have to have you've got to have people like Stephen Miller. You know what I mean? Throughout yeah, the, yeah, that are, that are committed to it. And that's, that's hard to do. I
0: don't know, unless you get more of them in uh, New York and Chicago and they say, yeah. I've enjoyed as much of this as I can stand. I want to get out of here. Yeah. Because but so you have awful.
1: the impression that these people that you see, uh, whatever limitations they may have and however illegally they arrive, actually do want to stay and ultimately become real Americans?
2: i mean, is say it less le- less less so than before, but still the majority do. Yeah. Uh, I had a licensed roofer uh, put roofs on my ancient house, and I have seven outbuildings, and I can remember vividly last year a person five feet two walking on the crest of a two and a half story Victorian farmhouse with 70 pounds of shingles and yelling down to me, watch me. And he walked tiptoed along the crest. And this was at five o'clock in the afternoon after he'd worked all day. And wow. he was people like that uh, and very skilled, hardworking people, good people, still the majority. But on the other hand, just when you get into that, frame of mind, you say to yourself, why are you so upset? These people are very hardworking. Then somebody walks up to your house and he has a Glock in his belt and he looks at you with a teardrop tattoo under his eye and he said he's looking for his four-wheeler and you've just been told by the sheriff that a four-wheeler was involved in stealing copper wire from a pump next to you and that four-wheeler was stolen. So then what do you tell him? Yes, you lost your four-wheeler, but you stole your four-wheeler and you were in the middle of a crime when you stalled it. And he has a gun and you have no idea how he got this teardrop under his eye. So it's, it's you know, it's if you look at Fresno, yeah. County, Fresno County, you pick up the Fresno B. It's story after story of hit and run, hit and run. I'd say 25% at least of all accidents, the driver leaves the scene of the accident and abandons the vehicle. Yeah. Or I spend my Saturdays, Conrad, literally going around the perimeter of my little 40 acres and picking up trash bags, appliances, car seats, where people who are here illegal, they go out in the country, they rent a Winnebago on blocks from another person. They have 30 or 40 people. They don't sign up for garbage retrieval. They get a pickup and then you just go out to the, the nearest orchard or vineyard and just throw it out. And people would might say that's illiberal of you, but I go through it in vain looking for an address so I can go back and throw it on there. And it's all in Spanish, all the literature is in Spanish. I've never seen one that's not. And so and I've caught people doing it. Uh, and you know, you say, What are you doing this? Why are you throwing? Oh, you know, no, that's what they told us to do. People are hired to go pick up trash and throw it in people's Property And it's something that's, there's so many problems like that, you know, and nobody wants to talk about it because when you do, you're considered racist or illiberal or, and then you talk to Mexican American or poor white or black people, and they will tell you, I have two minutes in the emergency room. That's all they give me. Or I went to the unemployment office or I went to the dialysis clinic and it's swarmed. So when these 8 million people come and they gravitate to certain loci They overwhelm the social services for citizens, citizens, citizen poor. It's not fair to the citizen. Maybe this
0: is small beer because maybe we're looking at the end of civilization uh, in the Middle East. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm, you know, I I don't I don't know. Um, No,
2: the Middle East is pretty depressing.
0: Seems to me Israel represents civilization. It does. um, And we shouldn't be ambivalent about it. And we are at least ambivalent, probably worse. Obviously. I'm not a good
2: I'm not a good person to talk to, Bill, because from my apartment on Stanford campus to my office at the Hoover Institution, I have to make a 12 minute walk with the Gaza exhibit halfway, where they've made a uh, permanent yeah. camp with tents and fiber to the what sea canning and all of that stuff. And every once in a while, they'll come up to you as you're walking and want to address you. And every time I've been very polite and tried to converse with them, it's yep. it's it's disheartening. They don't know what river, they don't know what sea, they don't know that twenty one percent yeah, sure. of Israelis are Arabs. They just but ab- they, ab- they ab-
0: they don't know anything. Applications to Stanford are not down substantially. Yeah. Are they? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Harvard, hey, gentlemen, are. may I offer this thought? In another two months, if the Israelis can just stick to it. Hamas will be finished as a terrorist organization. I, I,
2: yeah, I agree. They will be. They're making enormous progress. Nobody gives them credit. They are. Yeah. Every, they're killing the people who need to be killed. They're flooding the tunnels. They're exposing okay. all are of we the, get,
0: everything. Are we, we going to get worse, put more
2: pressure on them? I hope not. But they just need to do it. And if they do it, Hezbollah will not right. intervene right. around. Right. If they stop now, Hezbollah no. will. No. will well, they're not going to stop.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, they, they, they can't. They can't. If the U.S. says stop, or we will stop su- and supplying and supporting.
2: They'll still keep going, won't they? Well, they have seventy-five percent of their equipment now. They're more reliant yep. on ever than ever. But what but would they, the Israelis they needed- do? Uh, they, I, would, I, they would I, do the I, best they could. They would run out of iron. Iron. They would be probably hit with more barrages. And then, about three weeks, they would run out of iron dorm counter missiles oh, yeah, and right, they, right, right. Things, things like that. But they would continue to fight. They're doing it. I mean, if, I was embedded in Iraq. And when you looked at what we did in Fallujah, I don't remember any. I mean, we had to do it because that was where ISIS and the Baathists and Saddamites had taken over the entire city and were using it to kill us. As of headquarters, but when the Marines got through, I walked through that place, and it it looked like Gaza City, and I didn't hear anybody say how many Americans, how many uh, civilians were killed by Americans. Yeah, same I, thing know, with, I know, I know. Same thing with yeah. Mosul. Yeah. So for this administration to to start lecturing, and he said he says things that are just false, oh, Biden. They're indiscriminate. They're not indiscriminate. No. We we don't tell Ukraine. Have we ever told
1: Ukraine? Safety valve. The Israelis stop for five days and they let supplies in and some hostages are released and then they start up again. Isn't that the the, the MO here? That when when it really gets difficult with Washington, they have a brief pause, but the Israelis gain as much from it as MS does.
2: Yeah, I, I had a colleague. I won't mention names, of course, or incriminating evidence, but I said to him, in jest but I acted as if I was serious. I'm worried about Ukraine because they're disproportionate. They're they're trying to be disproportionate. And when they hit bridges that uh encounter fire, they don't drop leaflets and they don't text people to to avoid collateral damage. And I'm worried about Zelensky that he's declared martial law yep. and, and he may may suspend elections. And they said, and they don't get it. And you say, these are all the things you're applying to Israel. It's just it's just denseness. They're just oblivious (laughs) to how they sell. They have a special rule for Israel. And, you know, another final thought is there used to be this pretension that being anti-Israel was not anti-Semitic. But when you see uh, at Stanford a a professor separate students, he doesn't say you Jewish students go to the other side of the room if you support Israel or when they're hitting a pinata at UCLA and they say beat the F in Israeli. No, they say beat the F in Jew." Yeah, no, so, that's right. They've completed it, and they're proud of it now. For the first time in my life, they're basically saying, we don't like Jews, and we're going to go after
1: but them. But do they exactly, Victor? How do we define these people? I mean, most Americans are not anti-Semitic. I mean, who are these people? And my are favorite they? way is that they're, half of them are, they're, they're, are no, Muslim no. immigrants, and the other half are students who are completely gulled by... No, by, by, I, I,
2: it's it's worse than that. It's no. One third are Middle Eastern students, and we've had about 300,000 of them because they pay full tuition. And then the Gulf monarchies have founded these Middle East programs at Columbia, Princeton, Yale, Harvard, Stanford, and they're centers of radicalism. And then we have the naive uh, elite, as you say, woke elite, and we have the DEI people. And that's something that we don't talk about. But when you look at these demonstrations, or you look at the congressional people uh, who vote 100 not to condemn Hamas, or you see the Black Lives Matter glider poster, or you collate what people are saying in the, the professors at Cornell or Stanford, they're just unmistakable. You look at those three presidents that testified, they were terrified of their D.I.E. constituencies, who they feel a part of. And so that's what's about it. It's DEI, Middle East students, and then the naive, uh, useful idiots.
0: Yeah, then this wasn't a great awakening uh, for the American public about these universities, was it? I don't I mean, know. It, sh- it should have been, but it wasn't, I don't think.
2: You, you have to start taxing the endowment income, I think. I'm
0: sure, we'll, you, yeah. You, you started get, that, you know, but... Uh, did not happen. did not happen. With yeah, they
2: they got to get the student loan uh, federal government out of this. Make the endowment, endowments yeah. the security of loans.
0: Let's go I, back to the Middle East. Uh, what about all this incoming from the Houthis? Uh, <laughs> so now the Secretary of Defense goes over there, and we have a coalition with the Seych- Seychelles and others. Um, I don't know what what the hell. I mean, what the hell? We can't do better than that. We can't just fire we, back at these people.
2: I guess we ceded the Red Sea to the Houthis, and we're spending four million dollars on a smart missile to take down a hundred thousand dollar drone. Yeah, and we don't. I think if we didn't say a word. And one morning at three in the morning, a hundred planes from these two carriers just wiped out all of the rocket sites and the military bases and the port facilities and then didn't say a word and didn't tell anybody who did it and just forgot it and moved on. I think the problem would be over. Yeah, we're well, not going to do I don't know why he's not able to do it. Is the military telling them not to do it? I don't know. I don't understand that.
0: I don't think that's probably like Afghanistan, don't you
2: think? I, I guess. And the same thing with 100. Now, Tom Cotton said the other day there was 125 attacks on America and these small little contingent bases in Syria and Iraq. And we've only replied less than a dozen and just very. it been you
1: know, poor replies. You blow. Yeah.
2: Up yeah. yeah why? It's we've lost completely. I guess it's the. <laughs> Afghanistan, the Putin invasion, the Chinese balloon—it's just a the woke military, the lack of recruitment. It's just an overall sense that we're broadcasting that we either can't or will not protect our friends and interest, and people right. are coming out of the woodwork everywhere to take advantage of that.
1: Uh, do you guys support this Republican move in the Senate though, to tie the southern border to aid to Ukraine and Israel?
0: Sure, I you do. do? Yeah, sure.
2: because I think you could do both tomorrow. Of course yeah. you could. And I don't know I, any I, way, I, but I, I feel they're equal of equal importance because. Sure, uh, it won't happen though. but sure. Why, why not? Happen, but, but is it going to work,
0: though? I mean, it, it won't, won't happen in a meaningful way. way. It or, just or depends
2: or on what you, you think the Democrats are basically going to say to the country. I would rather defend the borders of Ukraine than my our own border. And we don't care that there's eight million people who flooded the country oh well, no they'll they'll you know no they won't say that how do, how water, else do you how else do you get your, their attention
0: they'll water down you know all the provisions about the border yeah um, they don't in any case it's all gone to the new year now has not it that that whole yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all right yeah. i promise to let to let you guys go too early because it's a busy week but um it's pretty much of a downer conversation. So be it. Uh, so I, be it. Th-
2: we have to end on a bright note, Bill, that the polls, the polls show for the first time in some time that all of the agendas and the presidential races are looking good for the conservatives.
0: Well, it's also Christmas is coming. I mean, and yes. that's a big yes. deal, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So any plans? Even it's anybody want to, go, to comment on Christmas? Anybody got we'll... any major plans? Any?
2: D- disconnect, I think, for a while. Yeah, yeah disconnect for
0: a few days. I'm, I'm glad,
2: uh, Bill, I, 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 I'm glad you didn't bring up the, uh, the young man in the Senate chambers who decided to take Oh, please, <laughs> please, please. That seemed to be an iconic of the moment we're in. Yeah, there we go.
0: Yeah. Just as I talked about Christmas. All right. All right, <laughs>
2: guys. Thank
0: you very much. And uh, many thanks to you for a wonderful year. Let's keep going. Uh, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry well, we'll, we'll well, talk well, next. Let's have a great 2024. Yes, yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you. All thank you both. You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. Show. Have you ever longed for a five-star sleeping experience right in your own bedroom? Hey, it's Bill Bennett. I want you to discover the secret to luxurious sleep with Cozy Earth's bamboo sheet set. It was endorsed as one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018. Now, please excuse the superlatives, but they're deserved. Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced temperature-regulating bamboo viscose bedding is a game-changer. Our bedroom now feels like a lavish retreat with Cozy Earth's comprehensive collection. It's not just sheets, folks. It's also pillows and blankets. And each night that you lie on these is a kind of regal invite into a kind of kingdom of comfort. See the superlatives? One almost feels wrapped in style every night. Making each sleep a five-star experience, Mrs. Bennett Elaine agrees as well. The comfort of Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced bedding is, in our experience, unparalleled. It's a blend of classic charm and modern luxury. So don't just sleep. Indulge in a realm of comfort with Cozy Earth's premium bedding collection. Now here's a special treat. Cozy Earth is offering an exclusive discount for my listeners today. Get up to 40% off site wide when you use the code Bill Bennett at CozyEarth.com. That's discount code Bill Bennett. Please come explore CozyEarth.com for the latest in bedding and use the code Bill Bennett. You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. That does it for today's show. To catch up on previous episodes of the show, go to com. You can follow me on Twitter, folks, at William J. Bennett. You can like me on Facebook. Just search Bill Bennett. Feel free to email the show. I'd love to hear from you. It is Bill Bennett Podcast at gmail.com. Bill Bennett Podcast at gmail.com. Please share the podcast with your family and with your friends and with the growing audience of this podcast. We'll